Welcome to another episode of the Wholesale Elite Podcast. I am Aisham Hipshire, and I'm joined by my main man, Mr. Tanner Santucci. What's up, dude? What's going on, bro? Oh, man, living the dream. Guys, today, today is a good one. We we got the goat in the building. So for any of you who, who are not watching this, uh, I would definitely encourage you to jump over to YouTube and check it out. But uh, we're joined today by a gentleman who I was introduced to uh, when I just got started in my journey listening to podcasts. I heard about him on the Real Estate Disruptors podcast. And what fascinated me was this guy was crushing it, millions of dollars in deals. And he was able to do this all while playing Madden, um, doing his cold calls. And so that, of course, I like locked in. I was like, wait a minute, I got it. I'm not interested in playing video games, but how can he do this? And so, guys, I want to welcome Mr. Luke Rotbold to the show. Luke, how are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Yes, yes, dude. Thanks for coming on. So I want to jump right in, man. Uh, you know, there's, there's, your story is out there for sure. Um, you know, I was listening to some of your some of your uh, podcasts that you've done with other people last night. Um, but dude, I would um, I'd like because we we go mindset on our podcast. We, mm -hmm. we don't go too much tactics just because there's plenty of that stuff out there. But we really sure. like to dive into the mindset of successful real estate entrepreneurs to kind of understand how they got to where they're at right now. And so, man, right. I'm Absolutely. I'm, I'm I'm really looking forward to, to hearing your story. So if we could, man, just start off with some origin, you know, a little yeah, for sure. Where, where are you from? I, uh, I know you're an Arizona guy, but just want to hear about how this guy that's this crazy entrepreneur, <sighs> real estate mogul got started. Please fire away. No, for sure. So, uh, yeah, born and raised Prescott, Arizona. So it's a, it's a small town in Northern Arizona, um, a couple hours North of Phoenix. Uh, grew up there. And then, you know, I actually moved to Minnesota when I was younger with my family. That's where my, that's where they were both from my mom and dad. Um, dad is born. How old were you when you moved to Minnesota? Uh, I was really young, like, like, I don't so young that I don't remember, I don't remember. like months. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and so lived there for a couple of years for a little while and then moved back to, uh, back to Prescott. Um, so yeah, so th it's funny cause all the, that's where a lot of people ask like, where's all the Viking stuff come from? We just got, you know, Viking boys, like Viking real estate, uh, house of Viking, all that kind of stuff. And so, um, so obviously, you know, when you're young and you're like your kid, your, your parents just dress you in all your Vikings gear, like, you know, they dress <laughs> you. So all my baby pictures, everything I've got, like, you know, Chris Carter, Randy Moss, like, you know, all the, all my Viking gears on all the time, twins, all that stuff. So that all kind of stuck with me. Um, even though I've lived most of my life in Arizona, so so the Viking Bros comes from football. I thought it came from your last name. Yeah, I mean that too. I'm, I'm Norwegian as well. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, Nor Norwegian. So uh, yeah, I mean, most people can't even pronounce my last name. They're like, wait, what is that? So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have that problem too. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, exactly. So you get it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, from that point, just moved, um, you know, lived, moved back to, to Prescott, kind of grew up most of my life, uh, up, you know, there up until 18, moved to Phoenix for college, uh, you know, met my wife there uh you know obviously my a lot of my friends came from prescott too and moved to, to phoenix as well so uh so yeah so i've been in phoenix now for guys almost 14 how old am i yeah 14 years so <laughs> so i've been here and then um yeah i mean when i first moved going to college i was bartending at the hyatt um you know bartending and serving did that for for four years while while going to college and then uh ended up you know, getting into real estate. My, uh, my wife had actually got into real estate before I did. Uh, she started with the team. Um, I ended up, you know, kind of jumping on that team after she had left and 
uh, that was kind of the start of it. I kind of got some, some, you know, some, uh, some good, um, mentors in the sense of, of getting started right away. And, uh, from that point kind of just ended up taking off. What was your, what was your major in college? It was actually hospitality. Yeah. What was yeah, your goal? Was, I'm always curious about people that, that yeah. go to college, but really, you know, so, like, it's kind of funny. So, you know, I mean, I don't know how you guys were, but how I was when I was younger, it was like, you know, when I was going through college and I was bartending, I was like, I made good money. Like, I think I made like 60 grand, you know, something like that. I was working at a pool bar. It was a lot. Of, it was a lot of fun. Nice. Um, but I was like, okay, I'm not going to do this forever. Right. Um, Something I like, honestly, like I was, I was, uh, I'd always had a goal. I always just wanted to make six figures. Like I was always like, I don't even really, you know, I honestly kind of was at a point where I was like, I don't even really care what I do. I just know I want to make good money. Um, and then obviously once I found real estate, then everything was like, Oh shit. Like <laughs> uh, you can do a lot more than six figures. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, you know, it was, uh, it, everything kind of shifted. And, um, and then I started really, I was always very entrepreneurial. Like I, I bought my first house when I was 21, um, had my roommates, you know, my roommates paid, helped pay the mortgage. And so, I mean, you know, stuff like that. When I was in high school, I bought a, uh, I worked, I worked, all, you know, my whole junior, senior year. So, you know, most people don't work through high school. Um, so I worked, I saved all my money and then I bought, uh, I bought an old, super old Corvette, uh, 1977 <laughs> Stingray. Uh, right. piece of shit needed a ton of work. Um, and then as I continued working, you know, that I just, every dollar that I, that I saved, I just put into that car. And so by the time I was pretty much done with my senior year, that car was fully restored. You know, it was, it was, uh, I didn't do it myself. I did, I did a lot of like the interior stuff. Uh, but like, you know, I, I would take it to the mechanics, stuff like that, get it all set. Um, but by the time it was all said and done, uh, you know, I was probably about seven grand into it. Um, and I ended up, I ended up selling it once I got to college, uh, for 10 grand and that was the down payment for my house. So like small things like that, that I, you know, I always kind of started at a younger age of like doing things like that when most people weren't doing that kind of stuff. Sure. I was going to ask, sure. do you still have that thing, right? Cause those are, man, I wish I, commodities, man. <laughs> I wish I did honestly, but, uh, but no, I mean, it was, it was the, it was really, you know, it was really painful letting it go. But at the same time, like that's what allowed me to buy my first house. And then, you know, that wasn't, and I mean, I couldn't have bought it at a better time. That was in 2010, 2011. That was like the bottom of the, bottom for the market like I, it was a four bedroom three bath house 2100 square feet two car garage with a pool clean not renovated but clean and i got it for 140 in phoenix and that's Ooh. worth like 400 now <laughs> wow so, yeah, you still yeah, own so. that that property no i sold that house okay yeah uh what actually i <laughs> funny story my my roommate <laughs> At the time, burnt the house down. <laughs> oh no! Oh, no. On accident. I was in, I was in California on vacation with my girlfriend, and uh, yeah, I get a call from my buddy. He's like, "Bro, I don't know how to tell you this. Uh, I burnt your house down." Oh, <laughs> I'm like, no. "Huh? Well, you're joking, right?" And he's like, "No, man. I don't. I wish I was, but no. Your your house is is no longer." Wow. And so, uh, no. dude, I got a video of it and everything. I could actually show you the video on my phone. It's wild. Like a total uh, fire burn. Dude, total, not just like in total the kitchen. loss. Total loss. Uh, so anyway, insurance to, you know, obviously I had insurance on the house. And so they gave me what the house is worth at the time. Um, the cool thing was, was I got to keep the lot though. And so mm. I got to sell the lot separately, which was really cool. So that was, you know, that was extra money that I wasn't really expecting. Um, took that, bought my new house in Tempe. 
we lived there for a couple of years. It was right by uh, ASU, which was nice. And then sold that house. And now I live on my, my house that I live in now. So mm. you said that you were always entrepreneurial and, you know, your wife, it was kind of the, the beginnings to your, yeah, your real yeah, estate career. For sure. What do you think, like, where did the entrepreneurial chops come from or the desire to hit six my, figures? My were your dad. parents and business owners? Or? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. So uh, my mom and dad, I mean, my mom, my mom was an agent when I was growing up. And then my dad built custom log homes in, in uh, northern Arizona. Um, so <laughs> they did, you know, they did, uh, they did well. They didn't do like anything crazy. They made you know, combined probably 150. I think there's a couple of years they might've made, you know, a couple hundred. Um, so I mean, they did, they did well, you know, uh, we lived a comfortable life. And then um, the most painful thing for me was in 2008 when, when the market, obviously everyone knows what happened in 08. Right. Uh, when the market got crushed, my parents lost everything. Oh, no. um, like legit, like they lost absolutely everything. The cars, they lost, you know, their house. And, you know, it was really difficult. It was a really difficult time seeing my parents have to go through that having that such a comfortable life going to absolutely, you know, losing everything. My mom, I remember my mom worked at a bakery after that. Um, you know, like, you know, my dad was like door knocking, like going door to door sales and stuff. So it was wild. It was like, it was so insane. It was so difficult to see, uh, to see happen. And so like, it was like a, it was one of those moments for me where I was always like, okay, no matter what, I'm not going to let that happen. Like I can't let that happen. And so, and I talked to my dad, my dad was entrepreneurial. My dad was really smart, but, but he tells me the biggest mistake that he made. And he had so, so many opportunities to do this was we always lived in a really nice house. We always lived in a, a big, nice house. And so he was like, I had so many opportunities to buy rental properties, to buy cheaper houses and to just, cause you know, if you start buying rental properties, you can always have extra properties where, and especially if they're lower dollar, you'll always have tenants. You're always, always going to have tenants where I remember when it came time for when they were trying to figure out what they were going to do with our house, it was such a high payment that like trying to find a tenant for it was impossible. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like for it to, for it to pencil, you had to find a tenant that was going to be willing to pay. I think it was like $4,500 a month. This is back in 08. So 4,500 a month, take that for what it is 15 years later. That's probably like a $5,500, $6,000 payment now. Um, and they couldn't find anyone. So they ended up losing it. And so that's what was really difficult. And, and he was like, you know, if, if I have any advice for you, like if you were ever in a position to buy rental properties, buy them. And mm -hmm. that's what the last five years, I don't have a lot of cash in, in hand. And like, we'll get into all that. Like we're a, kind of a, we're a fairly a cash poor business in the sense of like what we typically have on hand. Sure. But we got 40 rental properties. So, right, you know, something right. that we, so I basically kind of did the things that like my dad had told me like, Hey, these are the mistakes I made. Don't make the same mistakes that I made. Awesome. So now you have a, a partner in your business. Um, uh, Jake Lands. Yep. Uh, uh, Jake Land, Is it Landis? Yep. Yep. Landis. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, Jake. Um, do you guys, do you guys separate your, your buy hold business or is everything done, you know, under the Viking boys? Yeah. So, so basically we've got, um, you know, Jake and I have 30 of those 40, I think, yeah, Jake and I have like 32 of them together, 34, okay. maybe, maybe even 34 of them together. Um, and then I've got, you know, my Airbnbs and my properties separate with my wife. Um, he's got a couple of properties separate with his wife. And then, um, and then, like I said, you know, we're, we're about to embark on this 32 unit, uh, my wife and I, so, um, nice. the units are going to jump after that thing's completed. 
Dude, I can't wait to get into that. So, okay, so let's let's uh, back to you. So your wife gets into real estate. Yeah, you yep. kind of get get an eye for it. When does that turn to wholesaling real estate? Uh, so it was actually right off the bat because I never got my license. So, um, do you guys know Brent Daniels? We do. Heard the name? Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, we that was the team that I started with was Brent. Um, so Brent, it was him and his partner Dustin, and then it was uh, so it was me, Dustin, and Brent. Um, we worked together for about a year, and then they ended up splitting. They had a they had a disagreement on you know something. Then they ended up splitting, and when they split, that was when I kind of was like in the I was like the the kid where my parents just divorced, and I'm like, um, okay, like <laughs> what do you guys, yeah, I'm like, well, you know, so I ended up working with both of them, um, just like 50 50 partnership with each of them, um, with Brent and then with us, and, and then uh, it was I don't know, it was just kind of like. I felt like it was just a little awkward. You know what I mean? Um, sure. And I, I still, you know, we still did well. I did well with both of them. Um, but it was like, okay, like if there's going to be a time to go start something on my own, like it's now, you know? And so, um, so Jake was in my, my business partner, Jake was in real estate. He was doing uh, sales for like a different type of a real estate team or more traditional. And, um, you know, we've been, we've been best friends since we we're super young. I've known, okay. we've known each other since we were like, you know, six years old playing the same soccer team and stuff. Um, and so we're like, Hey, like, you know, is, I think the time is now, you know? And so we ended up doing that when started Viking real estate, 2014, 2014, 2015, 2014, 2014. So you were with Brent Daniels. When you say you, Dustin and Brent were working, this was when Brent was out of the real estate game and in the wholesale game, right? Or this was, agent. this was, yeah, he had just he was still uh, he was still an agent he was still doing some you know some traditional and whatnot um this was we were just pounding the phones man it was literally just like you know we did it was actually funny i did a super saturday with, with brent last saturday uh i went into his office and we just hopped on you know and made calls for for his coaching and stuff like that but uh um so yeah like we would literally do that like brent and i would, I would go to his house and we'd hop on the phone on a saturday and for four or five hours both of us just dialing away that's incredible. I mean, what yeah. an incredible environment to grow in. So this is over the last five years. You guys have, you know, um, yeah, Vikings really the last the last seven years now for Viking. Wow. Oh man, that's incredible. Okay, so uh, jumping into uh, I guess you know productivity and, and a little stuff like that. Are you a morning routine kind of guy? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. What, what's your, sure. I don't like nothing crazy. Um, but like, you know, it's kind of one of those things where yeah, I definitely try to get like my, you know, my, my, duck, if my ducks aren't in a row for the morning, then the whole day is just off and I just don't like it. So, I mean, I wake up, I don't wake up like crazy early or anything, but like, so we, our office, we, everyone gets here at nine 30 and we do like our team meeting at nine 30. I do like a reading for the team, stuff like that. Um, but I mean, so I wake up usually around like six, six thirty. kind of start with like my, uh, my kids kind of spend a little time with them in the morning. Um, and then I hit the gym, uh, usually at about like, you know, seven forty-five, eight, And then I'm, and then I just go uh, from there into the office. Got it. But I mean, nothing crazy though. Like nothing in the sense of like, you know, I don't, I don't, I usually read at nighttime. Um, so I read at nighttime, but I, I actually do have a planner that I, I'll usually kind of like. Uh, fill it out and say, okay, these are like the the top things that I need to get done every day. So, but that's what, uh, pretty much it. That's I uh, and Tanner jump in at, at any time, man. I'm just I'm kind of bouncing all over. No, the ask place, away. Yeah, I, I'm I'm super curious. Okay, so um, 
yeah, I know the the morning routine. I'm gonna go back to real estate. I, I just I'm yeah. just curious to know if you had that. No, for um, sure. And okay, so when it so now you're uh, you're you're in wholesaling. You've been working with with Brent. Mm-hmm. Um, what what kept you in the game? Like what like I know you said you you were after six figures and you didn't care how yeah. you made it. You know, you're what, right, yeah. what, you're still in real estate. So what kept you? Yeah, there? so I mean, obviously, like I I um I am like I'm, I'm passionate about like design. Like I so I know you'd ask like what I went into for college. I almost went into interior design, uh, which good thing I didn't because my wife said that she definitely would have said I was gay and that <laughs> she's yeah, like if you were if you were in interior design, I feel like I 100 percent would have thought you're gay. And I was like, <laughs> well, I wouldn't have been. So, <laughs> um, but uh, but I I almost went into interior design and I also almost went into um I almost went into uh, architecture, but architecture is a lot of math and I'm not really great at, uh, at that yeah. high level math. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so like those are two things that I always loved. And so, um, you know, once I, once we, we were in wholesaling, um, you know, obviously we, we went the typical path that every wholesaler takes. It's like, okay, you start wholesaling, you get into flipping from flipping, you get into, you know, all that other stuff. And so, um, so yeah, I mean, for me, it was like, you know, once we really got into flipping, uh, which again, you have to do well enough to get into flipping and wholesaling, you know, and so right. that was the path that we took where, you know, we were starting to get our, our, our average wholesales were, were jumping. We were starting to get a lot more of them. And so, um, once we started having enough money, we're like, God, we're leaving so much money on the table as we'd go back and revisit these properties we we're selling to flippers. Um, and so like, we're like, let's, let's try to start flipping. And so once we started flipping, then that was like when my like creative mind just mm. was like blown. Cause I was like, this is what I've, this is the stuff I love doing, you know? And so, uh, once we started flipping, I started doing all the designs for our stuff and, and that's what I'm like passionate about. That's what I love. Um, and so once, once all that started, I was like, dude, this is great now. Cause now I'm doing what I love. We're making good money and it's fun. So how long were you wholesaling before you did your first flip? Um, you know, it's funny. My first flip I ever did was actually a novation. Um, it was, it was someone that I knew and, uh, he was selling his house and he knew that I wholesaled. And so I was like, man, like your house is super clean. It's in a good area. And I was like, Hey, like, you know, you've got, what are, what are people, what is your, what's your best offer right now? And he told me what his best offer was. I think at the time it was like a two fifty offer. Right. And so I was like, okay, well, I had never really thrown this out there. I'd never done this is back in <laughs> 2017 so i people weren't weren't even like didn't even know what novations were right right. six years ago um and i was like hey would you ever like so you're getting offers like 250 like what about if i give you like 255 like guaranteed so you're gonna get five thousand dollars more than anyone else but like will you just leave everything in place like before you sell it like you know what i mean like don't like don't change any loans. Like, you know, you, we're going to sell your house, but like, are you cool if I throw it on the market after I renovate it? And he's like, I don't, yeah, I don't care if you're guaranteeing me more. So I guaranteed him five grand more. And then I also gave him 10% of whatever was above that. I was like, I'll give you 10% above. So there's even more motivation mm-hmm. uh, for him to do it. So <clears> it came in, we threw in 25 grand into the house, made it really nice um, and literally sold it for like full, you know, like what a full retail property would go for renovated. And uh, at that point, so that was a funny point in my career because I had $30,000 to my name, maybe thirty-two, $32,000 to my name, something like that. And I told my wife, it wasn't my wife at the time, my girlfriend at the time, Sage. So I was like, hey, 
I want to take 30 of our 32,000 and I want to put this towards this flip. And she's like, hell no. Like, no, like you're kidding. You're, that's, that's everything we've worked for for the past however long. You know, that wasn't in our in our house, right? That wasn't in our, our you know, our, our equity in our house. Sure. And um, and I was like, you just got to trust me. And she's like, okay, sounds good. So she trusts me. And so we did it. And so, that was it? Yeah, so we did it. Oh, geez. <laughs> we flipped it. Yeah, no, I, I mean, yeah, I'm, I can be uh, more detailed. But we'll... I can talk her into stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so literally we uh, took, literally took the whole 30 out of 32 grand, put it into the property, crossed my fingers. Uh, we did it, listed it, and I literally turned 30, 30 grand into 60 grand. So I doubled my money um literally in, in <laughs> yeah in six six weeks literally doubled my money in wow, six weeks wow. and so um then from that point she was like okay like i trust you you know go do what you need to do go do what you want to do yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so the guy that i did it with he was stoked because he made an extra five grand and he made you know he made like i think we made like 35 on it so i think i ended up giving him like three grand or something you know 3500 bucks mm. extra so he was stoked and how so, yeah, long was, have you was, been was, that was kind of the first that was the first kind of you know flip we'd ever done uh, I, uh, that probably wholesaling for two years at that point. Okay. So that was the first type of flip that we did. And then, um, after that, you know, kind of started doing a couple flips. Like we, I think we started like a two or three or first year and then, you know, maybe like five the next year. And then from that point, it was just went from, you know, to 20 to, you know, I think we did 40 flips in 29, no, 2020, Wow. 2020, 2021. And then obviously last year we were on pace to have an insane year until things kind of fell off. That first quarter was wild. We did, we did 1.2, 1.2 mil in the first quarter. Wow. Um, yeah. So we were on pace. We were on pace to almost do 5 million had uh, things not falling apart. Um, but uh, so yeah, we, we ended up finishing okay last year though. So what, what's the team? I mean, in order to do that many flips, I mean, is that with a full in-house team? What's the team look like to do something at that magnitude? So we had um, one, two, three. We have three sales agents. Uh, we do, you know, cold calling, um, you know, out of out of country. Um, we've got uh, we've got multiple GCs that we use. Uh, so we're starting to kind of turn it a little bit. Um, but I mean, we did have, you know, I'm trying to think, one, two, three, four. We basically had like four or five GCs that we used to do all those flips. Um, you know, we obviously put certain ones on projects that are more intense. Um, we have other crews that are kind of just for quicker, easier stuff, stuff like that. Um, but we're kind of shifting a little bit to where we want to try to save as much money as possible in the sense of, as we're building this out. So we're kind of more so going the route now of project managers. Um, so project managers and then building out a, a whole, um, subs list, um, just cause we feel like, you know, and again, there's nothing wrong with it, but a lot of times, obviously, you know, GCs, they make, they make good money. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Um, but a lot of times if they're going to have 20% built in on every property they're doing, every project they're doing, if you can save that 20%, you know, just pay project managers and then also get the subs done, you know, less expensive. It makes sense. Um, so you obviously still have before the, the show, um, just to the audience, uh, Luke had turned his camera around and you can kind of see his office and uh, the sales floor and everything. So you still have a wholesale business, right? It's not like you. Oh, yeah. Your wholesale business to the side and went right into flipping. No. Yeah, not at all. Um, so, I mean, we we definitely, you know, we try to flip as much as possible now. Um, you know, obviously, it's, it's one of those things where it's like it's it's like a double-edged sword, right? You guys get it. Cause it's like when you're flipping, 
you make more, but there's so much more to it, right? Sure. There's so much more risk, obviously, all that. And so where wholesaling is just, you know, you don't, you're not going to make as much, but man, it's that quick money is so nice. And, and so what we do is we kind of look at every, every deal and we'll be like, okay, where are we currently at business wise where it's like, do we need the quick cash now or can we settle for another flip? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Do we have the crews in place for another flip? So that's kind of how we analyze, you know, all of our deals and then kind of look at the risk versus reward on a, on a, on a, on a, you know, basis on, on every single deal. Absolutely. Well, and you guys obviously have a team, you know, you've got a team for your wholesaling mm-hmm. operation, for your flipping and all that. What is, uh, how do you guys handle you and your partner handle having a good team culture? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, that's, what's, that's, what's great too about like Jake and myself is that we, we offset each other really well. Um, so like I'm, I'm pretty outgoing. I like to, you know, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with being like, um, you know, like leading the kind of sales team and everything. And then Jake does a really good job of all the backend stuff that I'm really bad at, um, you know, putting systems into place and, and, uh, you know, anything that's like, <laughs> anything that's like, uh, you know, internet related tech stuff. Like I can't do sure. any of that either. Like yeah, I, right. I just, just can't, and I, I wouldn't be good at it. And so we have a, a good balance of him handling that stuff and then me handling like the sales team and like the floor and stuff like that. Awesome. Are you guys um, familiar with rocket fuel and the whole VI thing But you know, uh, the, I've heard of, I've heard of, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I've, I've gone through that before with some people before, but I, I, uh, I'm not like super familiar with it though, but yeah, gotcha. but that's it's exactly, just, yeah. That's something that we, we had just recently kind of integrated in our business and Tanner and I's partnership because okay. I, I feel more of the, your partner's role that the operations guy, the behind the scenes yep. tech guy, yep. whereas Tanner, Tanner does a great job in the visionary spot and he's very ready, fire, aim where I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. let's calm down. <laughs> yeah. let's exactly. And I, that's, that's exactly us. I'm like, come on, Jake, we got to flip this. We got to flip it. And he's like, well, we can't really flip this one right now. We're not in a position. I'm like, come on, man, we got to flip it. <laughs> so, yeah. Exactly. That's that we're in the exact same, in the exact same boat. So that's funny. How do you, how do you and your partner handle uh, disputes? Like say, you know, you want to go crazy on the design, but he's like, man, that's going to cost us a lot. You know, how, how do you guys handle got, this? We've got a, a really, um, just because we've known each other for so long and because we've done so much together now, like we have a really, um, very similar mindset on, on stuff. And, and we, we, it's very rare that we like, we'll just completely butt heads and be like, Oh, you want to do this? I want to do that. I don't, we completely disagree. Right. So it's like, especially like you're saying, like when it's like, okay, well, how much do we put into this property? Stuff like that. It's like, we typically have a pretty good idea of like areas and what needs to go into a property for it to get the best bang for its buck. Um, so we're on the same page on that kind of stuff. Like if we're doing a mobile, you know, yeah, we don't, you know, we don't need to, to, you know, go do really nice cabinets. We don't need to do a super nice backsplash. Like, so we're on the same page with that kind of stuff. If we're doing a higher dollar home, you know, like obviously we know, Hey, we need to do maybe open shelves. Maybe we need to do, you know, really nice backsplash tile. Maybe we need to do, um, detail walls and stuff like that because, Obviously, you know, if, if your buyer is, is going to want that kind of stuff for years to stand out versus other projects. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Got it. So um, we don't. Yeah. So like I said, we're, we're, we're typically on the same page with that. J- Jumping in the, a little more tactics. So I heard in a podcast, I don't, I don't remember when it was, but I know you're telling your story of how, you know, you guys were mostly doing, you know, acquisitions and you were letting Dispo Hubs kind of handle that. Is it still the same way now or do you, have you guys brought in, you know, Dispo and Ack into your, your company or how do you guys roll? Yeah. I mean, and so again, it's, it's, um, we do still use those same, the same Dispo companies. Um, 
you know, we've built really good relationships with them. They take care of us. We take care of them. Um, but again, we, we, we flip a lot right now. So when you're flipping a lot, you don't really need a, a lot of dispo. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and so that's kind of the, the main thing is that, um, you know, if, if we, if, let's just say if we do a hundred deals a year, we're probably, you know, the plan at least is to flip 70 and to wholesale 30. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. And so, I mean, like, so we don't, you know, we don't really, we, we've never built out a, a dispo side on our, on our team. And I mean, like, it, it kind of comes down to one of those things where, like I said, like the relationships that we have, uh, that are on the dispo side, they're friends, like they've become really good friends of ours now, obviously. And, you know, they don't typically do anything crazy where it's not like they're like ripping tens off of, you know, our wholesales and stuff like that. Cause we, well, first of all, we're not going to leave enough room on there for sure. that to happen, <laughs> um, you know, but I mean, it's, it's usually like, it's usually like two grand or something, you know what I mean? So it's usually like them throwing two on it and then moving it for us. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I get it. Like even if it, at 30, that's 60 grand, but I mean, you know, they'll provide us with free data. They'll give us, you know, um, really good connections. They'll take us to sun's games they take us to the the you know the uh waste management open the golf tournament nice. stuff like that. yeah. so it's like fun one yeah so you know what i mean like so we've got like and again they're they're good friends of ours so it's like we're 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 typically okay with stuff like that it's not it's not too big of a you know if, if we're attacking if we've got a wholesale where we're making 25 grand and they make two we're like okay cool whatever well, I mean, it sounds like things are going phenomenally well for you guys um, right now in, in your business. Um, what's what's one of the biggest challenges that that you and your partner are facing right now? I mean, absolutely. You know, things were going good, like I said, up until about March, April of last year, right? Until until everything kind of started shifting and changing. Um, and then, I mean, we're in the same boat as everyone else. Where where when that happened, we took a huge hit. You know what I mean? Like I said, we did. We did 1.2 in the first quarter last year. We did 900 the fall, the remaining three quarters. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, again, that's not, you know, we're still okay with that because it was sure. a complete drop off. Um, but I mean, so it's like, you know, we're, we're definitely in that same boat of kind of working through things, try to figure out exactly what we need to do. We stopped, we stopped a lot of our marketing just because, I mean, again, the marketing wasn't working. The, the leads that were coming in were dry. It, it wasn't, they weren't solid leads. Right. Um, we got somebody's where, you know, they're spending 40 grand a month on marketing they did it three, four months in a row and they got nothing. And it's like, Ooh. that's a tough pill to swallow of, of, you know, losing 150, 160 grand over three, four months for marketing. So we completely, um, not completely, but we, we, we dialed it back like 95%. So what kind of um, marketing are you guys doing? So right now we're just doing a lot of like JV model stuff. So like, mm. you know, when other wholesales, uh, you know, meeting with other wholesalers, meeting with agents, um, you know, when wholesale deals come through, you know, us running numbers on them immediately trying to see what we can buy, what will still make sense. Um, so that's kind of, you know, we, and we obviously we're still cold calling. So, I mean, we still have, you know, cold calling is nice cause it's always so inexpensive, right? Like you yeah. can, you can, you can do it for hours and days and months and, and, you know, uh, as long as you, your sales guys are pretty good, I mean, you can still pull deals from it. I mean, we pulled a, we pulled a deal from a lead follow-up from two and a half years ago, like wow. three weeks, three weeks ago. Um, and I mean, it was, you know, it'll probably end up being a $70,000 deal. So on that, um, if that took two and a half years of follow-up, I mean, what was that follow-up process look like for people that don't understand how- on those longer follow-ups, I mean, was, was he calling once a month, twice a month? It was, it was me actually. So okay. I, I still, oh, I still call, I still call my own follow-ups and everything. Um, my own leads, but, um, but yeah, no, I mean, so, you know, obviously I've been cold calling for eight years now and I do it 
regularly, consistently. And so I've got a ridiculous amount of leads that I've had built up over the, over the years. Um, so this was just a particular one where I'm, when I'm doing my, my, you know, my regular follow-up where I'll call people, you know, depending on what I say on there, depending on my conversation with them, if it's every month, if it's every, you know, three months, every four months, every six months, whatever it is. Um, so I just kept following up with this guy and he was, he always just said, yeah, I think we're getting closer. I think we're getting closer basically for two and a half years. <laughs> and, <laughs> wow. yeah. and then finally I had a missed call from him and I was like, oh shit. Like, and you guys know, if you guys have been doing this for a while, you know, if you have a missed call from a lead, you're like, yep. okay, this is, if they're reaching out to me, this is good. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so I missed call. So I called him back and I was like, Hey, what's going on, Pascal? And he's like, oh, not much. Uh, the time has come. I think we're ready. And I was like, oh, sweet. Okay. Um, so then I went out and saw the property. Uh, we talked numbers, you know, he had this crazy number in mind. Um, you know, and, and we had, we had originally talked numbers, but his, his numbers had gone up. I told him kind of where the market was at and everything. And, you know, he ended up, he had wanted 750 to start with. Uh, he worked down to seven. I told him I, I hit him with a low price anchor. I told him we'd be around like 480. Um, nice. and I was like, but we'd probably be willing to come up to five for you to make it happen. And long story short, we went back and forth of no's, yeses, no's, 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 whatever. And then we ended up settling on five thirty. Wow. That's Dude. a big jump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the low anchoring is it's huge. And I feel like that's a strategy that a lot of, um, wholesalers, especially newer, they're, they're, they're kind of scared to do it. Um, yeah. but it's, it's a phenomenal strategy. Can you talk a little bit more into that? Cause I, I feel like the fear is when they do set the low anchor that the gonna person's like, going to say no, and they won't even have you know time to negotiate or anything. Exactly. Yeah. So people are scared because they feel like when you price anchor low, that they're going to be like, okay, well I'm going to lose the deal. Right. But the thing is, and this is what we explained to our guys, like, you know, if, if you lose them off of that, then it was never a deal. Hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if, if they're not even willing to, to have that conversation or, or if they are that triggered by the number that you threw out, then guess what? That was probably never going to be a deal. So that's kind of that conversation that we have. Uh, but yeah, I mean, no, we, you know, you always hit low and then you work your way up and, and it's all in the delivery. You have to, you have to, ex, you know, you have to let set that expectations. You have to let people know, like, Hey, you have to keep in mind, you know, before you even throw that number out, this is a cash offer. We're paying your closing costs, your doc fees, your, your real, you know, you're not, we're not charging any realtor fees. Like this is literally an as is offer straight into your pocket. Uh, there's not going to be any inspections. There's not gonna be anything like that. Like this is straight, straight to your pocket. So it's like, we always set that expectation right off the bat where then because then you can at least hope that they you hope that they understand like okay that makes sense this is a net offer to me um so then they're already hoping you know you're, you're already hoping they're expecting a lower offer now um and then from that point you also have to say you have you also have to keep in mind we have never seen the inside of this property i have no idea what the condition is for all i know you know the roof is falling apart and and, and there's holes in the floors and you know I, so you have to kind of set that expectation that's yeah. why i'm going to come in low and then you know, hopefully they're going to give you the chance to be like, okay, well, you know, come take a look at it and you can kind of see. And then once you get your foot in the door, then it's all sales, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's face to face and you're giving yourself a shot. You're, you're in Arizona, you know, Phoenix uh, more specifically, and you're, you're surrounded by heavy hitters. Yeah. Who who do you look up to? Like, who's the person that you're following, you know, on, on IG and you're listening to their podcast and whatnot? You know, I, I hate to, I hate to say this, but I, I really, I'm not really like that. I don't know why I, I'm just not really that person. Um, I'm just not like, um, I love what we do and I'm like, you know, obviously I know there's like big dudes that are doing big things, but like how I always view it, everyone's got their own thing, right? Like everyone has their own kind of, um, niche that they like to hit or whatever it ends up being. And so, 
Um, I just try to like keep my nose to the grindstone and just like let focus on what we're doing. You know Dude, what I mean? I, like I, I try not to like that. I try to like stay in my own lane and not be like, oh, like what's this guy doing? Or what's this guy doing? What's this guy doing? Like I don't, you know, and obviously another thing is, you know, Brent's obviously a good friend of mine and he's obviously, you know, he's a well-known guy. He's a really well-known guy. And so I think it's another one of those things where because I'm I'm super close with them, you know, I don't really it's not like it's I don't know. Like we you know what I mean? Like I, I just it. kind of yeah. I just view them as we're we're equals in, in the sense of business and everything. So I don't, I don't view other people like, Oh wow. Like can't wait to get to, to what this guy's doing stuff like that. Sure. Sure. And we've had, and we've also been blessed to have really good mentors like, you know, like a Brent and, and we had other, you know, we had a couple other guys that are in our industry that no one really knows about one side. You're good. Good. I'm but so curious other, to know who people are. Yes. Yeah, so we had a couple other mentors in our industry. Again, no one knows who they are. They're not on social media. They, they don't do anything, but these guys flip 120 houses a year. Um, and they gave us, you know, really good advice because when we used to wholesale, we used to sell them a bunch of our, of our properties. Um, and then just over time, they gave us, you know, just bits and pieces of advice that really helped us along the way. Um, and so I mean, like, I've got so much respect for those dudes too. Like where it's like, you know, when, when you say like, again, these, no one knows who they are, but like, when I think of like my lifestyle of how I want it to be, you know, it's actually these guys, the life that they're living and what they do. Um, it's, it's like alliance with what they're doing. I love that. Dude, I, I honestly love that response. And I think that a lot of times when people hear these podcasts, um, they try and align themselves with this person that they yeah. look up to or aspire to and whatnot. Instead of just trying to understand the way they think, the way they view things, right. you know, like I love like Gary V I, I follow Gary V for a few years. For sure. And, yeah. Yeah time you know like he would always say i don't read books like i don't follow anyone you know yeah. in the beginning i thought that was so off-putting like oh who's this guy he thinks he's so you know cocky he thinks he's hot right shit. right he follow anyone but over time you know as i got older i realized no he's just in his own lane he's so self-aware that he doesn't need the distraction of knowing what other people are up to yeah he doesn't, he doesn't even have the time to focus on that no for sure and and again i don't you know i don't ever want it to come off that way where it's like oh you know like I don't look up like, no, you know, I mean, obviously look up to people, but I mean, it's like at the same time, I just, I try to view things as like, okay, how can we get better? How can I get better? What can, what can we do to, to make our sales more? What, what can I do to be happier? You know what I mean? Like I just try to focus more so on our team and how we can be better as, as Viking real estate, you know? I love that. Dude, so yeah. let's talk then about your team. What are you, what are you guys doing, you know, this year to essentially level up or let, let me take a step back. I mean, how does the training process with say your, one of your sales guys, I mean, how does that look? Do they have to go through a rigorous sales training or do you just stick them on no. the phone <laughs> and see how they do or what? Yeah. So, I mean, we, we made a big change with our, with our team, how it was, you know, kind of put together and everything. Um, I'm sure if you, if you guys listened to, uh, the bigger pockets podcast, I talked about this on there, but like we had a, uh, we had a point where we had like the team that we had was just it was kind of falling apart it wasn't like a great spot um some guy a guy on our team was doing some really shady stuff stuff like that so i mean we wanted to when we rebuilt our whole team out we wanted to kind of make sure we did it the right way this time and so we started asking different questions like the what we felt like were the right questions that we should be asking rather than just saying hey anyone that wants to be a, uh, in real estate come on and try it out you know what i mean and we made that mistake far too many times um so i mean you know once we kind of started having more of a system of how we were going to go about hiring people, it got a lot better. We brought in better people, people that were aligning with us for what our values were, people that were aligning for what we were looking for, stuff like that. 
Um, and that was huge. I mean, so that's kind of, you know, once they came on, you know, everyone that's, that's on our team now, I mean, we did some small questions, nothing crazy, but I mean, you know, one of the main questions that we asked was like, you know, where do you see yourself in five years? Right. Um, do you, or do you see yourself, you know, doing what, what, you know, what we, with the team in five years. And so the thing is, you know, a lot of times we interviewed a lot of people and we'd have a lot of answers where they're like, Oh, I want to be doing what you're doing in five years. And it's like, you know, that's great. But at the same time, unfortunately, that's not really the answer you're looking for when you're building out a team, because, you know, you give a lot of people that might just want to hear about real estate. They might want to try to learn the stuff that you're doing and then just run with it. Right. And again, and there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. There's, you know, absolutely nothing wrong with that at all. Like it's actually, it's actually really smart if that's what you're trying to do. Right. Right. But as a business owner, that's not someone that you should be hiring. Right. Because that's someone that, you know, you're going to spend a lot of time with. You're going to, you're going to train them up. You're going to, you know, you're going to spend a lot of hours with them and, and, and years with them possibly even. And then guess what? They're gone, you know, and, and not to say they're going to be direct competition, but there's a really good chance that they will be Um, where, you know, like we want to hear, you know, honestly, I'd love to, to, I'm trying to find a home. Like I want to find a place where I can be for years and years and years to come. And, um, a lot of people, what you notice is what they want is they want growth in a company. Mm. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. um, if that means, you know, starting out at the, you know, at the bottom, because everyone for the most part starts at the bottom with us um, and then working your way up. And then, you know, and we've had that. We've got a guy that's in my office right next to me right now. Um, and, uh, and I mean, he started that exact same way. He went from, um, you know, uh, basically beginning sales. And then he jumped into, um, you know, a closer for us. And just recently, when we posted that we were going to start going with a project managers, he jumped in and said, "Hey, I'd love to learn both sides of the business, which we love." Um, so now he's he's literally our main project manager that's running our, our our projects now. Like you know, so I mean, he's going to have such a well knowledge of everything that we do in our business. Um, and so you know, it's 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 awesome. It's really nice to know that that he's he's so well versed with everything. He's he's got no plans of going anywhere. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's. Um... That's good stuff right there. Cause I remember you, you speaking on the bigger pockets when I originally listened to it a while ago. Um, and that was one thing that stood out to me was your hiring process in the sense of you're not looking for entrepreneurial minds. You're looking yeah. for W2 minds. I mean, honestly, um, yeah. for that reason that you just discussed. And that's something listening to that episode back then really stuck with me. So I was like, damn, that's interesting. If you really think about it. For so. sure. And, and something that we do too, though, like obviously we want people to grow with us, like we said. And so, I mean, if, you know, we, at the beginning of the year, we, we just got done with it, but we, we sit down and we write out our goals. Like, what are your goals for the year? We want to help you hit your goals. Right. And so like one of the things that we did was like, um, you know, we still want you guys to have hopes and, and goals of, of owning rental properties. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Like that's a, we hundred percent want that. Like we want financial freedom still, you know what right. I mean? We still want our, our team members to have financial freedom as well. We don't want them to be struggling. Um, and so, you know, we'll tell them like, listen, obviously you see what we do. You see what we bring to the table. Like we'll partner on deals, you know, we'll partner mm-hmm. on, on, on rental properties, on long-term holds, stuff like that. So, I mean, we had a guy on our team that we just partnered with on a triplex. Um, nice. and he had set a goal for 2022 last year. He had set a goal to, to buy, to get three units. He wanted three units under his belt and we bought a triplex together and it was a no brainer deal. It was, it was perfect. It was a perfect deal. And, um, and just like that, you know, he's a partner on, th- on three doors now. So, I mean, you know, he was able to, to kind of check that one off his list, which was pretty cool. That's awesome. If, if a new wholesaler who's, who's maybe in their first year comes up to you, Luke, and they're like, Luke, 
I'm, I'm, you know, I'm fairly new. I've, I've done a couple deals. Yeah. What is some solid advice you can give me looking into the future? Real vague question, but just curious of what the advice would be from you. I mean, it's always provide value. You know what I mean? Like, I know that's like a, it's as easy to say that, but at the same time, so many people come and they're looking for like handouts and it's like, that's not how this works. Like, you know what I mean? I hate to say it, but I mean, we get a lot of people that reach out, a lot of people that reach out about joining our team. Like, it's kind of crazy. Like we, you know, like we'll never, we'll, that's kind of cool. We'll never have to hire like a company ever to, to hire our team. I mean, when I posted for the project management position, I had probably 25 people reach out and these are like solid dudes. Like, like wow. there's like five guys that I was like, I want every one of these guys on our team. <laughs> I want every one of them, but we're just not in a position, especially with where the market's at right now to, to make those jumps and to do that. Um, but I mean, so it's like, you know, there's so many people coming in and they just, they just think that they deserve stuff. Like, like, you know, Oh, I'm a new wholesaler. So like, uh, can you like teach me shit? Like I hate him. I hate even when people say like, Hey, can I, can I just take you out to coffee and pick your brain? I hate that. Yeah. Because it's like, why? Like, I'm sorry, but like, why? What, what do, not, not, again, I'm not trying to be an asshole, but like, what do I owe you? Why, why, why do I need to go spend two hours with you, you know, so you can pick my brain, my brain over coffee. Like it's just, you know, I have a business, there, yeah. I have a business I have to run. You know what I mean? Like, and so it's like, if that's why I told Jake, if I did that every single time that people say that, like you wouldn't get anything done during the day. You know what right. I mean? You really wouldn't like, you'd just be doing that all the time. And so, um, you know, providing value is huge. I mean, say, you know, we had a guy that used to work for us. Great guy. He went on to become a pilot. And so he was the youngest commercial pilot in the U S at history or something like that. So love oh. the guy. Um, but anyway, when he came to us, he reached out and he said, Hey, um, can I work for you for 90 days for free? Absolutely. You don't pay me a dollar. You just tell me whatever the fuck you need me to do. <laughs> I will do right. anything. Like I'll literally do anything. We're like, awesome. Sounds good. So he came on, um, really outgoing dude. We put him on the phone, started closing deals, started doing some other stuff. And then uh, one of the stipulations that he said, he said, after 90 days, if you want to keep me, then, you know, then you can offer me a job if, if you guys are open to that. So that's what we did. 90 days was like, was up and we're like, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> like literally. And so, uh, so yes, I mean, you know, like something like that, like where it's, it's, you know, you're not asking for anything. You're just providing value, that, but you also want to learn. You know what I mean? And so, um, so like, and he let us know. He's like, hey, this is something I really want to do. I'm really excited about it. Um, but he also let us know, like, you know, I, I am going to be a pilot too, though. Like, I, I know that's part of my, my plan um, that I would like to do. And so, you know, that was kind of one of those things where it was before, that was before we did that whole training of like, you know, asking the right questions sure where we probably wouldn't have hired him you know realistically <laughs> probably wouldn't have even done that last time and that was actually a big part of it because it was he was one of the last guys of that team that we had where it was falling apart because the one guy was shady and, and did all that shit and then he was gone and then this was our, our like golden child like and then mm. you know and then when he was like hey i got the opportunity to be the youngest commercial pilot i'm out of here we're like no, <laughs> no. <laughs> like what are we supposed to do <laughs> so uh so yeah so you know he he ended up leaving and that was when jake and i looked at each other like uh, well let, we, let's we jump in because I, I, I love hearing about these scenarios because again mindset like I, you know that's a shitty situation in business you know but oh, yeah. yet you guys have survived what 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 was in your brain how did you guys crawl out of that position we, we had, you're at now yeah i mean we had our top two sales guys i mean it was it was it was me, Jake, another, my, my mom works for us. She's, uh, she's like our, 
one of our closers and she's just a, she's ruthless. She's awesome. Um, <laughs> awesome. And so, yeah, so she's, she works remote. So she, you know, she does like, she's on podio and like anytime like the hot leads come through, then it goes to her and she'll close them. So she does, she does great, but she's also, you know, I love my mom, but she's also 63. So she's not trying to work full time. She's trying to do sure. stuff here and there or whatever. She's got a couple of Airbnbs that she's, you know, running and stuff. So, um, so yeah, so these are our top two guys, top two guys. One of them, siphoning leads from us closing closing them behind our backs it's because we had way too much trust in him he'd worked for us for a couple of years and yeah and then and then jack was the other one so yeah so they both were gone and then it was really just jake and i and we were sitting in our old office and we're like whoa like our team just like disintegrated like it happened within like two weeks of each other wow. and so we're like okay well what do we want to do now <laughs> um and so yes i mean exactly like you said like mindset like you just have to you know a lot of people would have probably been like, okay, you know, I don't really know. This was a team we had that was bringing in our deals. Now we don't really know what to do. And so we just, Jake and I just regrouped and we're like, okay, we got to figure something out, you know? So we, we shifted everything, um, completely switched it up. That was actually when we decided to sell our old office because I just had bad vibes in there. Cause I just kept yeah. thinking of that one dude that was in there. Yeah. Um, cause he was in there every morning when we go there and he'd be like, Hey, what's up guys. And I'm just like, so every time I went in that office after he did that, and after he left, I was like, God, I just think of him. I just think of him at the front of the door like, being like, Hey, what's up guys. And I'm like, I gotta get out of here. Like I need a, I need a, a complete change up. I need a complete yeah. change of scenery, everything. So I was like, Hey, let's list the office for sale. So we listed that. That was when we ended up finding this place. Um, so yeah, so I mean, we really just, just shifted, you know what I mean? Just completely shifted in completely different direction. Um, and then once we did that, we, you know, we were able to kind of be where we're at now. And I take it while you had that team in, like you guys didn't take your foot off the gas. It's not like, okay, we hired people now, you know, we're going to go on vacation. We're going to go work, yeah. you know, on the business instead of like, you guys were still making phone calls. Oh yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But then it was like, it just felt like such a step in the wrong direction. It felt like such a step backwards because it was like, you know, then it was back to the point of like, okay, we're back mm -hmm. to just me making cold calls. And then also we're still doing our other stuff, but I'm like, I'm not going to just start answering all these. Like, I'm not going to start doing all of the uh, the inbound leads and all that. Like, there's, I'll get freaking crushed. And I got three sure. kids now, and this gonna be really, really tough <laughs> to handle all that with with the stuff that I do. You know, so so yeah. So we, like I said, completely pivoted and and um, completely redesigned the whole team. And and you know, we actually went off the book traction. You guys ever read the book Traction? Absolutely, yeah. The same yeah. author of uh, Rocket Fuel. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So that's what it's from then. Yeah. So we completely went off of off traction and. And uh, yeah, that was kind of how we decided to rebuild everything. Oh, dude. I wish I'd have known about that earlier. Uh, I, I would have asked you a lot more tracks and questions. Because <laughs> that's, that's that's kind of our game plan. We we uh, we read Rock or we're reading Rocket Fuel. And Heck yeah. What's next for us so we can kind of implement, you know, all the stuff that we're learning in Rocket Fuel. For sure. Nice. Yeah, it's exciting. Hell yeah. Well, let me, okay. So th this coming year, you know, it's a new year. We're, we're yeah. in January. What are you excited about this year? Um, honestly, like, so we're in a, in a spot right now where we're really just like, it's tough because we, because of where the market is. So like we, when we were, we were actually talking about this when we were setting our goals for 2023, cause it's like, we normally set our goals like, okay, buy this many rentals and stuff like that. And so it's, it's going to be a strange year. Um, it's going to be a strange year for the fact that we've never really done this before, but I'm, I'm actually really excited about it. Um, so we're kind of considering this like a year to just get completely, completely stable. And like, we want to build up that, that bank account. Yeah. Um, slow down the speed up. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And so, so, 
you know, obviously with where interest rates are and everything, it just, it doesn't make a ton of sense either in, in my eyes to just go buy a bunch of rental properties. Um, we did a lot of that the last four years. Um, so yes, I mean, our goals actually this year are to like really dial in our systems, like next level, really build out the, the whole um, construction team. Um, and then honestly, I just, one of my big goals is just get like all of like the, the basically is as debt free as possible in the sense of some of like the, the, you know, the properties and stuff like that. I mean, we take on, um, you know, we'll take on like partners, but we'll, we'll, you know, they'll send, they'll give us some money where we end up saying, okay, we give them a preferred rate on every dollar that they give us. Um, it's so like, we're just like, you know, let's, let's give some of that back. Let's, let's mm-hmm. you know, get some of them, their, their money back and let's just get a hundred percent flush. Let's go like start building that, that, that cash, you know, reserve up a ton. Um, so that, you know, when, when the market, if it does continue going down or just once it kind of like neutralizes where we really actually know what's going to happen, we're going to be in a really good position to just like take off. Awesome. Awesome. dude. So, and, and again, we've never, we've never had like goals like that. We've never really had a year where it's like, you know, let's just actually kind of take our foot off the gas in the sense of buying stuff to keep, you know what I mean? Right. Um, it's sure. always every year it's been, no, let's add 10 rentals. Let's add yeah. 10 rentals. Let's add <laughs> 25 rentals. Let's add a, let's do this, you know? So it's, that's always been the goal. And so it is going to be definitely strange, but like, we just feel like if we can get everything completely, completely dialed, um, then depending on whatever the market does, we're going to be able to like, just go crazy. Absolutely. Dude, that that's awesome. I'm, I'm so looking forward to seeing what you guys are going to do this year. I know what, one of the things that I did want to ask you about um, th- that's happening this year is you guys are launching a community, right? Yeah, absolutely. Can you talk about that? Yeah, for sure. So uh, it's called House of Viking. Um, so basically, it's a it's a it's an online community that we wanted to start. Um, there's a lot of obviously like Facebook group, like you know, um, real estate communities and stuff like that. We right. wanted to do it completely off of Facebook because I just feel like I'm in like five of them and they all just bleed, <laughs> they all bleed together. Yeah. And like basically, what it all is is just people sending deals in there in states that I don't care, I don't give two shits about. I'm like, sure. I don't I don't even know why I'm in these. Like, I'm not interested in any of the stuff that's going on in there. So we wanted to do something completely different. Um, so it's it's nationwide, but basically what we're doing is it's going to be, we again we have a, we have a lot of people that reach out saying like, hey, can you help me with this? Can you ha- what would you do in this situation? What would you do here? Like, you know, what what would you recommend? So um, instead of all those people just saying, can I pick your brain? We wanted to kind of bring everyone together to a place where it's like, hey, listen, any questions you might have, you can put them in House of Viking now, and we'll get you know we'll answer your questions right in here. Uh, so I mean, we're gonna do like you know cold call coaching. Um, I mean, we're going to talk about our, our Airbnbs, you know, like how to buy them, like, you know, the process of going about them, design, wholesale, you know, fix and flip, absolutely everything like, you know, creative finance, um, novation. So we're going to talk anything, real estate, anything that anyone has any questions on with building out their wholesale team, building out their, and you know, their, anything along the lines of their real estate journey. We have a pretty, we have a pretty good, you know, knowledge of it just for the fact that we've kind of gone so many different routes with things. Um, and so, I mean, we have people in house of Viking now that again, like, you know, people where they're like, Hey, I just want to buy my first Airbnb. You know, can you help me find what's going to be a good Airbnb and how to, how to go about it all the way to people that did, you know, $3 million last year in, in wholesales, you know? So, I mean, like we're building like a, it's going to be like a, almost like a training community, but at the same time, it's going to be a mastermind. So we're bringing in a bunch of really, really good people, like, you know, good net worth people too. Where it's like, sure. you know, they're going to bring really good information to the table. 
Um, so we're going to do a call every single week and we're going to go over different topics. It's like last week we did the top, we picked um, a lot of people were interested in, in basically if I was to start a wholesale team from square one, starting all over, how would you do it? Mm-hmm. And so we did that. We did that last week. That was about an hour and 45 minute call. Um, but I mean, we gave all the things that we did, but then also all the things that we would have done differently, you know, like, oh, we should have done this where wouldn't we did this and just like, what's the cheapest, easiest way to go about it. But at the same time, most effective stuff like that. So it's, sure. it's actually, and there's just like, you know, how to build a lean wholesale team. So if you join the community, is, is, is this information retroactive? Like, can you go back and see? Old oh stuff yeah. Or- All the zoom calls are going to be in the, they're going to be in the database. So you can be able to click on whatever you're interested in. You know what I mean? So it'd be like, Oh, you know, say that you missed out on the Airbnb episode or say you missed out on us bringing in a genius for creative finance and he just breaks everything down for you. So you're going to be able to go into like the database, click on all that stuff. And again, it's just like, a, it's building a really good community, a really cool community in there where people are bouncing ideas off each other. Like, and again, these are people we're talking, you know, people that are doing big numbers that are bouncing ideas off each other. So it's like, it's kind of cool to be able to go in there and me say, Hey, I got this. I don't know a ton about creative, you know, so I can go in there and say, Hey, we, we brought a guy in that, that, that signed up that's in there. And I could say, Hey, I don't know how to underwrite this thing. Like, can you tell me how to do this creative deal? Cause I'm not super versed in it. And he'll be like, Oh, absolutely. Boom, 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 boom. And he'll give you all the answers to it. And he'll be like, Oh damn. Like that's all I had to do to work this deal out. So it's Gosh. really, it's really cool. So it's kind of, like I said, like a mastermind, but then also going to be like a sense of, of training as well. So that just got launched. Right. Let's see, that got launched a month ago. Um, so we're, we did like a, basically like a five or, or maybe like five weeks ago. So we have one week left. So we're doing like a founder's program like a founder special for basically anyone that comes in in january so they have up until the 31st is going to be at a really discounted rate and like the other thing is we wanted to we wanted to make it super affordable because like there's also a lot of people out there where you know they want to be in a mastermind group but a lot of times like high level mastermind groups are pricey you guys know they're like 20 30 g's you know what i mean and it's like there's a lot of people that are out there that they don't have that kind of money but they would love to be able to be in on those conversations and so we try to find something that's going to be like super affordable. So we're actually doing 97 bucks a month um, uh-huh. to be in this mastermind group. And again, like you're talking about being in there with, with some pretty big hitters um, at, you know, under, I think the special is also like a thousand bucks. I think it's like $997 for the year if you do the one time. <clears throat> and then after that, it's going to go to like the, the regular all-time payment, uh, which will always be, which is going to go up to 197 a month. But oh, wow. if you if you sign up in the next, you know, by January thirty first, it'll be that ninety seven for for life. Dude, that's killer. Wow. Is there yeah. is there a way to? And I hate to ask this, but I know you know one of the reasons why a lot of masterminds keep their prices high is to weed out you know the the people that are getting started or the really kind of low level questions. Yeah. Are, are you guys doing anything to kind of gatekeep that traffic, or is there is there an area where you know those questions can be answered and someone else, or does everything get mixed in, or how does that work? Yeah. So it's going to be a combo. So I mean, it's it's um basically like like I said, if anyone has any questions, they can ask the questions and anyone you know they can they can direct it and chat with these people that are in the group so they'll be able to ask you know whoever they whoever it's going to be directed towards right if you have a creative question you could go ahead and ask um, luciano you know stuff like that Mm. um but then also you know we're just picking a topic every week so like i said that was last week's topic this upcoming week uh or not this upcoming week today today's topic is is we're like comping so we're doing like you know diving fully into like you know learning how to do the best route of, of comping of how we do it how to do it virtually all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um so you know so we're gonna go that route for that um but again so i mean like if if 
if anyone has any questions, they can ask there. But then, you know, there's going to be just one I general see. topic that's going to be hit for the week. I see. Do you guys have anyone that's a land specialist or we land sure man? do? We absolutely do? do. Yeah, and this guy crushes it. Yeah. Is is his name uh, start with an A? <laughs> yeah, it sure does. Awesome. All right. <laughs> well, how can people find out about uh, House of Viking? Uh, so you can just go to houseofviking.com. Uh, houseofviking.com. You can just sign up right there. Um, or if you have any questions about anything, just reach out to me. You can hop on my on my Instagram, send me a DM, and I'll, I'll get right back to you on it. Dude, that's very awesome. cool. Yeah. We just felt like there was nothing out there like it. You know what I mean? There's nothing out there that is like, that is basically a mastermind, but that normal people can afford. You know what I mean? Right. For sure. For so, sure. They get expensive. <laughs> they do. Absolutely. <laughs> I love that it's it's all Facebook, you know, but you're not having to travel somewhere to, to go to the mastermind. It's totally yeah. exclusive, but you know, you can do it from the comfort of your own home. That's brilliant, bro. Yeah, and it's all it's all a Zoom call. So I mean you can see everyone in the group, you can talk, you can ask questions, like, you know, so it's it's gonna be really cool. I can't wait to look into that. One one last question for you, brother, before yeah. we let you go. And thank you so much for your time. Um, no, no worries. I just a kind of random, random question, but I, I kind of asked it earlier, but I want to get a little bit more specific. Yeah. What's a word of inspiration you have for new wholesalers? Um, I mean, honestly, it's, it's, again, this is pretty basic, but you just have to get in, you have to get your finger, you know, if you got to get your, your hands dirty. I mean, it's like, if, if you, there's so many people I think that have analysis paralysis where they're right. like, they get into it and there's so many different routes to go. There's so many shiny objects. There's novations. There's creative. There's this. There's this. There's so many different things to to that to, to catch your attention. And so so many people just like, I think they just try to, you know, get as much information as possible on everything before they before they start. And it's like, dude, you just gotta get started. You gotta jump in and you just have to actually make the calls. Or you gotta you actually have to like, you know, to to go the route, like start talking to people in the sense of you're not going to ever learn anything if you're not doing that. You know what I mean? There's, I think that that's like the biggest problem with so many people is, is when you're just trying to gather all this information, you just, you completely, you know, again, you completely like paralyze yourself, Yep. you know? And it's like, you're never going to get anything done if you're just doing that. And so, I mean, that was, that was my big thing that I feel like really helped me in the sense of get to, to, you know, where we've gotten. Um, but I mean, dude, I just hopped on and I cold called for like six hours a day. Hmm. So, I mean, when the average person was out there and they were making 10 to 15 contacts a day, I was making 120 every day, you know? So it's like, I'm making 10 times the, the, the calls that you are. I'm, I'm talking to 10 times the people that you are on a daily basis. Right. You don't think I'm going to get a lot fucking better than you are in a short time right. frame. It's going to happen. Right. Well, you that's the I thing mean? too is, is the, literally all this business comes down to is talking to people. So yeah, it, yeah. it blows my mind when the, I talk to newer wholesalers that, and they say, um, you know, they just haven't talked to too many people. What yeah. do I need to do? I Why? haven't got to do it's been six months. It's like, how many people are you talking to? Like literally daily. Exactly. Like, oh, like five. And I'm like, that's why. Well, I mean, how are you going <laughs> to get understood That's all it takes. Like, and people in real estate, you, you literally can't fail in this business if you talk to people. Yeah. No. And like, sure, you're not going to be, you're not going to be friends with everyone. Like there's certain no. people you're just not going to vibe with in this industry. Like it's just how yeah. it is. No. And so, but that's all it comes down to. So like you said, if you're listening to the video and you're a new wholesaler, do what Luke did. Suck it up and just go talk to as many people as possible daily. And I promise you success will follow because that's all it comes down to. 
absolutely sure. and like repetition you're gonna get better you know what i mean like like if you like you said if you're making five calls a day well, what makes you think you're gonna get better <laughs> right. you're not you're gonna make the same mistake over and over and over and over again because you're not you're not getting the reps you're not getting the reps and you're not having enough conversations and so i mean obviously again when you start having five times ten times as many as other people you're gonna start learning your mistakes really absolutely. quickly you know what i mean so if 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 it takes somebody two weeks to have as many conversations and to, to start having some of those, um, you know, those no's and, and like the reasons for the no's of why people are saying they're not interested versus me who can do it in a day. And then, you know, in one day or two days and I'm like, Oh, I, I just realized what I'm saying that I need to stop saying because right. it's pushing people away. Yep. So it's like, you make those small changes. And I mean, obviously it's, you're only going to get better and better and better. I, I actually was talking about it yesterday. It's it kind of, it's kind of, I'm sure you guys have heard like the whole thing about like Kobe Bryant where did you, did you guys watch the, uh, the documentary? Uh, yeah. The, yeah. the team USA documentary one though. Oh, I haven't seen that one though. Oh, I haven't seen that okay. one. Okay. So that one's crazy. So I, I actually told the team about this yesterday, but there was like, there was like a time where, um, team USA had lost. And so they brought in Kobe, uh, who's the, who's the coach for Duke? Oh, um, oh uh, Coach, Coach K, Coach K, Coach K, Coach K, K. yeah, yeah. So K, Coach K, so he brought in Kobe because he's like, I want to like really show these guys like what they need to be doing, and so they brought in Kobe, and so it was the, the first day of of um, first day of, of practice. So uh, Chris Bosh for the Heat, they had just won the championship the year before, and so he comes out there and he's like, Hey, like I'm gonna. This is in the interview. He's like, I'm gonna set the tone. Like I'm gonna set the tone for Team USA and. He's like, you know, I think practice was at like, I think he said it was at like seven o'clock. So seven in the morning. So he's like, I'm going to set the tone. And he goes, I got up eight, got already, you know, and I, and I get to the gym and I got there at five o'clock. He's like, got there at five o'clock because I'm just going to beat everyone there and set the tone. He goes, I get there at five o'clock. Kobe is drenched in sweat and he's leaving the gym, throws me his towel and says, get after it. And he's like, I just realized like this dude is a whole nother animal. Like, you know, he thought he was setting the tone. Kobe had already been there for hours. Working out. <laughs> and so it's like, again, it's like that same thing of like that repetition though, of like, you know, this guy, why do you think he was the best? Like, cause he put yeah. in the time, he put in the time that nobody else is willing to put in. Yeah. My mentor used to, to tell me, he told me something that shook me. And I still, to this day, I remember him saying it cause it was such, it was one of those little you know, those aha moments, like, wow, when it, there's a saying that you've heard over and over again, when someone corrects that and really mm -hmm. speaks the truth into that. And he said, he said, practice doesn't make perfect. He said, practice makes permanent. Yeah. He said, perfect practice makes perfect. So make Hell sure yeah. while you're practicing, you're, you're in it. You're focused yeah, yeah. on learning, you know, you're, you're listening to yourself over. Oh, again. for sure. For calls. sure. You go back and listen to your calls perfect practice so yeah no exactly absolutely i Brother, love it man well that's awesome dude so luke thank you so much for your time bro how can people get in touch with you i know uh, we talked about house of viking but how can uh, outside of that what, what's a good way for people to reach out to you oh uh, just instagram's typically the best um you know luke underscore ro underscore um so that's yeah that's where you can find me on instagram and then also uh you know, we've got our we've got our um, YouTube page that's got some like calls that we used to do call recording stuff like that. Um, so you can find us on the Viking Boys on uh, YouTube. 
Very dude, cool. we're going to link all that up in the show notes. So guys just swipe up or down or whatever and uh, <laughs> click on those links and you'll get access to my man, Luke Routful. Luke, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for, for being on the Wholesale Elite podcast, brother. Absolutely. I cannot wait. I can't wait for Tanner and I to go out to Arizona and shake shake your hand and meet some oh, yeah. of the buds that we've had on here that, that are out there, dude. And we look absolutely. forward to jumping into this House of Viking community because this sounds pretty badass. Dude, absolutely. There's, there's <clears> no <throat> doubt about it. You guys will uh, get a lot of value out of it for sure. Awesome, cool. brother. Well, guys, thanks again for uh, for listening in, and uh, we'll catch you in the next episode. Take care. Peace. Later. What up, Elite fan? That's a wrap for today's episode. But look, if you got value out of the show today, do us a huge favor and give us a review or give us a like or subscribe. Do all the things to help us get the word out there. And look, we want to see you on the next show. So get out there and crush it, make it happen. Stay tuned for the next episode. Peace.